3: Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval.
4: Delivery fees may apply.
5: We all know by now that atrocities were committed by Hamas on October 7th, which kicked off a vicious war as Israel defends herself from terrorists on every side. The toll on the Israeli people is staggering and massive. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been forced from their homes, entire communities torn apart, lives devastated by death and destruction. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, IFCJ, is right there in the middle of it every single day. They're distributing critical things like food, medicine, emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering people. The need is great and that's why I'm here. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. If you wanna give, and you should, Go to supportifcj.org and give as generously as you can. Your gift will be matched to double the impact and help provide twice the support. Again, that's supportifcj.org. supportifcj.org. It is the Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun on a Thursday. It is the last day of the week before the sacred Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, Chris. <laughs> Don't make that hand motion. It's a family show. Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. It's tomorrow. Get in your questions at Jesse at com. We have a full-blown Marxist as a Biden nominee trying to cover up the fact she's a Marxist. We have a federal judge blocking the will of the people. The FBI, they're not turning things around. You're not going to believe the latest and greatest on that. Apparently, the mafia is getting soft, and gosh, that's sad. And finally, the U.S. Navy. Oh, they're back in the news, and no, it's for nothing good. All that and much, much more tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show with me, Jesse, the Shogun Kelly. Yes, I gave myself that nickname, (laughs) but first, before we get to any of that, I'll get to some questions. We'll take some calls. It's going to be a good night. Our commander-in-chief got up and spoke today, and before we get to Joe Biden himself, I do want to clarify on something. Joe Biden is in free fall, approval numbers-wise. And I I had somebody ask me earlier today, what do I see for the future of the country? And I debated whether or not to actually come on the air and tell you what I actually see and when I see it, because it's a little dark. It's a little dark. It's not really a feel-good story, but... I mean, we all know I'm not going to hold back anyway. I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to partially defend a school shooter here in a minute, so we all know I'm not going to defend. I'm not going to defend a school shooter, Chris. Don't worry, I'm just going to have a different take. But allow me to elaborate on where I see us going, because it'll it'll tie right into Joe Biden and his mumbling, stumbling, tyrannical self. People ask me how long how long do we have, and and the answer, the, the the question always is, well, how long do we have before what? And you know what they're saying. How long do we have before it gets real, real, real bad? Real bad. Like people getting hurt, loved ones going to jail for political crimes, stuff. Like how long do we get there? Calm down. I don't want to freak anybody out. This is, just, this is just my own personal prediction. I say we have about 10 years. And this is why I say we have about 10 years. I, I have a reason behind this. I'm not saying I'm right. Calm down. Now, I'm, I'm saying we have about 10 years because of this. You'll hear from Joe Biden today. It's all about him defending mask mandates and him defending people losing their jobs because he's a sociopathic piece of crap and all that. other. It's, it's all that. But really what you're going to hear when I play you these Joe Biden cuts, you're going to hear a desperate president whose team is telling him every day, uh, Mr. President, I, I don't know if you've seen the approval numbers. Uh, this is really bad. They hate. All Joe Biden's numbers, all of them, they're all in the toilet on every issue. Foreign policy, coronavirus, the economy, on every issue, Joe Biden is nosediving. He is so unpopular, women have turned on him. You know how bad you have to be as a Democrat to have women actually turn on you? It's really bad. He's underwater with women. Now, I'm not trying to do my normal misogynistic thing here. I'm saying as far as election indicators go, that's a big deal. Black people, black people are traditionally about 90%, 85 90% Democrat in this country. He's hovering around 66%. That's that's death for the Democratic Party. Now, what does that mean? Well, we have a midterm election going on. I'm going to explain my 10 years here. We have a midterm election coming up next year. Everyone knows that. I do believe Democrats are going to get absolutely slaughtered at the polls, slaughtered at the polls, Uh, because it's not just that Joe Biden's approval numbers are down. Remember, Joe Biden is not in control. If this was even three or four years ago, Joe Biden, maybe he would be with it enough and strong enough to step in the meeting and say, you shut up, you, this was a bad policy decision, you, you're flat out fired, we're doing this, this, and this. I mean, you, you, you're you, a capable, strong person. That Joe Biden doesn't exist. The people making the decisions for Joe Biden They don't care if Democrats get slaughtered in the midterms. And those people are people I'm talking about like Susan Rice and Ron Klain, these high-up White House officials, but far-left communists. They don't care. They don't care if Joe Biden becomes a neutered president in the midterms. And they really don't care if he loses his reelection campaign. Because remember, Susan Rice walks right out of the White House after Joe Biden gets pasted in 2024, and she walks right onto some college campus making 500 G's a year, giving $50,000 speeches. Ron Klain does the same thing. That These people don't have bad lives, no matter what. They're not banking on the election. What I'm telling you is there's nobody, nobody making decisions for this nation between now and the midterms that has any real genuine interest in righting the ship. And their opinion, and it's not a bad opinion if you're a communist, let's just cram as much communism down their throats as we can, take our beating in the midterm, who cares? I'm doing fine. I'm still eating fillets every night, baby. That's what they're thinking. So let's just assume... Joe Biden is going down in flames, or at least the Democrats are in 2022. Let's assume he gets crushed. Republican majority, comfortable majority in the House, maybe a Republican majority in the Senate, maybe probably a Republican majority in the Senate, but either way, Joe Biden's neutered. No more, no more major laws. It's all executive action. Well, once again, let's go back to what we were just talking about. Joe Biden's too weak to make any adjustments. So he won't change a thing, and Ron Klain and Susan Rice will continue to prop up the weekend at Bernie's president and push him further left and further left and further left and further left, especially because they'll know he's not going to run in 24. Joe Biden's not running in 24. There's a school of thought out there that he'll actually get tossed out after 2022. Democrats will pull him into a meeting and say, hey, Joe, uh, Boca Raton's nice this time of year. Go play some golf. Thanks, Joe. Then it gives them a couple years to figure out a game plan. Okay, so just walk with me. I'm giving you my 10 years why we're in trouble plan. Now let's go to 2024. Democrats are in deep trouble there. This is whether Trump runs, whether Ron DeSantis runs, Ted Cruz, pick your Republican. It doesn't matter. They're in trouble for two reasons. One, Kamala Harris has all the authenticity of a Tijuana Rolex. She does. not. Nobody likes her. Nobody likes her. She seems like an inauthentic person. Everybody hates her guts. So let's just set Kamala Harris to the side. She can no longer do the things she had to do in order to achieve success. You can't do that to 51% of the American public. So let's set Kamala Harris aside. Who's on the Democrat bench? Elizabeth Warren and her Beach Boys haircut? There's no way Elizabeth Warren is going to win an election. Who else is on the Democrat bench? A lot of people say Pete Buttigieg. Buttjedge? B- I still don't know how to say the idiot's name, Pete Pujic. Uh He's not going to be the Democrat nominee. Why? He's gay. Black people are not going to vote for a gay person. And I don't care that that's offensive. We have poll after poll after poll. The black community in the United States of America, I don't call it homophobic. They do not get along with the whole gay thing at all. Democrats cannot afford to lose 20% of the black vote. They can never win an election without it. They have to bank on 85 90% of the black vote. So who's on the Democrat bench? It's empty. Bringing me back to my point. 2024, I do think we win the presidency. And I know I'm getting way, way ahead of myself. But <laughs> this is what I believe in. all oh, that's the good news, right? That was the good portion of it. I said 10 years. This is the bad portion of it. Republicans in Washington, D.C. I, I, let's just throw out a number. There's a hundred of them. I know there's a lot more. I'm going to try to make this as simple as humanly possible. Let's say there's a hundred Republicans in Washington, D.C. 10% actually understand the dire straits of the country. In my opinion, that's being really generous. Really, Yeah, Chris is saying lower. I, I, I was trying to give you a fluffy number. Five? Is it 5%? Is it two? It's not a lot. We're going to have the House, Senate, and presidency in 2024, and we're going to pass a tax cut. We'll do a couple pro-life things here and there. You know, toss those evangelicals a bone. Maybe kind of half do some border protection stuff. Maybe standard Republican stuff. We'll pass random gigantic spending bills, like always, because Republicans spend a bunch of money, too. And you know what we won't do? Republicans will not do a single thing, not a single thing, to make gigantic wholesale reforms of the United States military, of the CIA, of the Department of Justice, of the FBI. So what does that mean? I'll explain in just a sec.
1: Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show.
5: It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Thursday. I forgot to mention earlier, we have a a politician coming up in about an hour and 10 minutes, one of the good ones, and I'm not telling you who it is. I know I should tell you. It's all big news. I've got to tell you. No, I'm not telling anybody who it is. And by the way, you can call in tonight because you can't call in tomorrow. All phone calls are banned on Friday, 877-377-4373. In case you missed it at the beginning of the show. I got a little dark and I said, someone had asked me earlier, how long do I give us as a country? How long do we have? And I said about 10 years, not, not, not before the end of America, before it starts getting really, 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 really ugly. And I walked through everything. You're going to have to go download the podcast if you want me to walk through all of it. But okay. Long story short, we have the house, Senate and presidency after 2024. Republicans will tackle standard Republican base legislative issues. They'll talk about spending, but spend a bunch of money. They'll cut taxes a little bit. They'll of course have to, you know, give the evangelical community a little pat on the butt and do a couple vaguely pro-life things, but certainly nothing with teeth in it. Maybe a couple things on the border, but Hey, we still got to make sure our big donors have all that cheap labor but they won't attack the military. They will not. They won't do the necessary things that it will take to save this country to save this country. It will take a clean out of the American bureaucracy and military that would make the most cold hearted CEO in history blush. I mean a bloodbath. No, not a literal bloodbath. I'm talking every general fired by Every admiral fired by, I'm talking the top five levels of the CIA, FBI, DOJ, fired by. Every U.S. attorney, day one, fired by. The rot, the cultural Marxist rot within our bureaucracy and within our military is so deep, it will take radical drastic, impeachable, not actually impeachable, but they'll impeach him for it. It will take impeachable things for the next Republican president and Congress to do. They will not do it because above all, these people look out for themselves and we'll lose in 2028. And when we lose in 2028, they will never, ever, ever, ever take the chance on losing power again. And then you're going to see it. Then you're going to see more than a letter from the attorney general telling the FBI, hey, might want to look into these parents. It'll be flat out FBI showing up at your doorstep. Excuse me, Sally. This is the FBI. Here's my badge. We saw you down at the school board meeting with a sign that said no more critical race theory in schools. We're going to need you to come on down with us and answer some questions. You think I'm lying? These people would do that today if they thought they could get away with it. Okay, now, you know what? Here's a great experiment. If you think I'm lying, I want you to answer me this. Uh, and I want you to answer it honestly. You don't, have to, you don't have to tell me. Just in your mind. If you think I'm lying, answer me this. Take a... Liberal from any one of the extremely blue areas in the country. New York, California, anywhere. And you just take a standard Democrat there. You know what? You can picture them in your mind. They have their pronouns listed in their social media bio. They're walking around outside with two masks on. And their kids have that as well. They're on their 10th vaccine shot. You, You know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, answer me this. What level of communism would that person reject anyone? What level would that person, what would it take for that person to be like, whoa, that is coming down way too hard on the right wingers. Be easier on those right wingers. Now, now that brought it home, didn't it? And now let me bring it home further for you. I put up a, Post on my Twitter account earlier today. I just decided to do some digging into something and I thought, oh, this might be an interesting experiment. Who are the most radical people in Congress right now? I mean, just the full blown communist types. You know who I'm talking about the squad, AOC, and Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Tlaib, and all these types. You know, right? Okay. Joe Biden. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are the three big shot Democrats in in Washington right now, right? President, Senate Majority Leader, Speaker of the House. Do you know what their combined age is? The three of them. They are 229 years old. Do you know what the combined age of the four members of the squad is? Again, that's one extra person. 162. Do you have any idea what the next Congress and the next Congress and the next Congress after that, do you have any idea what those people will do to you if they have the power to do so? Do you have any idea what those people will direct the FBI to do to you if they have the power to do so? What wouldn't Ilhan Omar do to you? Forget about what she would do. What wouldn't she do to you for your views? Now do you understand my 10 years? And I didn't say that. I didn't say that to scare you. I said it to wake you up and create a bigger sense of urgency with everyone out there on two different things. They're both critical things. One move. If you can move, move. The wife is going through something right now with one of her friends in Canada Because of their employer and their kids' school. Get this. This is a true story. The wife's friend, she has a baby. There are a couple that have kids. One of their babies, sadly, had to go through cancer. Hardy had to go through chemotherapy and whatnot. By the grace of God, beat cancer. But has, obviously, a very sensitive body and immune system and stuff like that right now. A serious danger of him being in bad shape if he takes the vaccine. They're forcing it on him or he can't go to school. They're about to lose their jobs if they don't take it. Also, they're not allowed to fly now in the country of Canada. And they can't get to the United States of America. They can't get here. Maybe on some kind of temporary visa. When I tell you to move to Red America, I'm telling you that for a very specific reason. What is that reason? I'll tell you in a second.
1: It is
5: the Jesse Kelly Show, 877 377 We're going to get to Joe Biden and his speech here in just a second. And yeah, I'm going to tell you the story. Someone had brought up the story about my son and back when he was little and couldn't pronounce words properly. And when he embarrassed me really badly, I'm going to tell you that story here about 30 minutes from now. Okay. But I was t- I, I, to recap, I gave us 10 years. Now let's fast forward. Because I think there's more urgency than people realize, people must do two things if at all humanly possible. One, as I have told you before, I'm never going to stop saying it. Move to a red state. And I'm not only saying that to you for uh, your own happiness level, although you'll have more of that. I'm not saying that to you because I selfishly want the state to remain red, but that's definitely part of it too. I say that to you because being a red state within the United States of America is quite literally one of the only free places left in the entire world right now. The West has fallen. Australia has fallen. Canada has fallen. Blue blue America is gone, not coming back. Red America, though, there's still a lot of it. There's tens of millions of people who think like you, and your kids can have a life very similar to the life you've had, and their kids after them, and their kids after them. Get out and come down to paradise, wherever that may be. Doesn't have to. Everyone says Texas or Florida. There's a bunch of red America out there. If you can handle the cold, get up to Wyoming. It's as red as they come. It's beautiful mountains, everything. Uh Alabama. Alabama's such a stupidly underrated state. Underrated state. Chris, why are you staring at Alabama? Have you ever even been to Alabama? No, you haven't. Where were you? He was you drove through and you're judging the state? Well, I've done more than drive through Alabama. Birmingham, one of the coolest cities in the United States of America. That reminds me should be noted. I am going to be joining Clay Travis this Saturday up in College Station for his college football outkick show. I'll be obviously hanging with him at the game and whatnot, but before the show, all that pregame stuff, if you want to come out and see me, if you're in the College Station area, come on out. I'll let you meet me and everything. I know it's a huge – what, Chris? I know it's a huge honor for everyone. Maybe I'll bring some autographed pictures of myself that I will hand out. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, back to what I was saying. Move to a red state that's one. Two, run for office. I know you don't want to. And take it from me. I've done it twice. It sucks. I'm not here to tell you, oh, it's so much fun. You know what running for office is? It's talking to a bunch of people all day, every single day. It's the only time, if you're a dude, it's the only time in your life you can come home covered in another woman's makeup and never get in trouble for it. Because why? Because you give little old ladies hugs all the time. I forget which shoulder I hug with, but I would come home and one of the shoulders on my suit jacket would just be covered in makeup every single day. It's hugging little old ladies. It's giving speeches 10 million times. It's asking people for money, which sucks. It's the advice. Oh, the advice, every person you meet, you know, I I was the assistant campaign manager for pins on Barry Goldwater's campaign in 1855, and I know how you can win. The- oh, it's endless, the advice. But, but with all that bad, it comes critical good. Do you know that parents are taking over school boards across the nation already? Do you understand how how great this is? You understand what great news this is? People are waking up. But it should be more than just parents. It should be more than school boards. It should be the sheriff. Get out there and run for sheriff. That's a political position. Go run. Get out there and run for DA. You mad about theirs? Their DA's turning loose all the scumbags and keeping our people in jail forever? Go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. State House. State Senate. Go run. We need you. We need you. All right? Red America. That's the place to be right now. If you're already there, count your blessings. If you're not there, get there. 877-377-4373. Now, I have a couple of his more coherent cuts from Biden today. But, Chris, why don't you go ahead and lead with the Joe Biden we all know and love.
6: Also, we've got state leadership here. Lieutenant Governor Julius here, Stratton and the ohio pennsylvania the ohio pennsylvania i'm from pennsylvania the uh, the uh, the illinois president uh of the uh, don Harmon, state senator laura murphy state rep uh, um, martin Mo- uh, Mo- Moylan, and uh, we got great labor leaders here too tim where's tim there you go tim thank you thank you pal AFL-CIO state president and jeff isaacson united brothers of carpenters you've and uh, Don Finn, I-B-W, uh, and uh, and Robert Reiter, 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 R-E-I-T-E-R, Reiter. You know, if I can digress for just a second, last night I was on the television, uh, on television. I was on the telephone, I'm, you know. <laughs> At any rate. Uh.
1: <laughs> oh, good.
5: Oh, good. Now, do you know what I mean about why Biden is actually going to be extra terrible because he's not mentally strong enough or coherent enough to write the ship. The people who are actually in charge, they don't care about writing the ship at all. They have no interest in writing the ship. All right, now let's move on from standard, incoherent, babbling Biden, and let's move on to tyrant, communist dictator Biden. Uh, Chris, please take it away. We have to beat this
6: thing. So while I didn't race uh, to do it right away. That's why I've had to move toward requirements that everyone get vaccinated where I had the authority to do that. That wasn't my first instinct. My administration is now requiring federal workers to be vaccinated. We've also required federal contractors to be vaccinated. If you have a contract with the federal government working for the federal government, you have to be vaccinated. We're requiring active duty military to be vaccinated. We're making sure healthcare workers are vaccinated because if you seek care, at a healthcare facility, you should have the certainty that the pro- people providing that care are protected from COVID and cannot spread
5: it to you. Oh, listen to how these people talk to us. That's because I had to do that. I that well, I gave you a choice. It wasn't my first inclination. Who do you think you are, bro? Who do you think you are? You're the president of the United States. And I, I, I need to say this again. I understand you probably understand it, but it's important that you tell friends, family members, and everyone else. People do understand the president doesn't have the authority to do any of this, right? We do not have a king here. We don't have a czar here. We don't have a dictator. We have a president. He does not have the authority to point at people and say, get vaccinated or else get stuffed. He went on and he had this to say, don't worry. If this, is, this is the part I'm going to dwell on for a minute, the, the coldness of these people. And, and I say that, and I understand I am a callous human being anyway. I, I'm a cold human being. I, I get it. I, I get it. I don't know whether that's just how, how, how I was made or upbringing or whatnot. I'm not exactly what you'd call the emotional type. You know, I'm a sociopath. But the way these people talk about someone else's life and someone else's livelihood. Man,
6: live. More people are getting vaccinated. More lives are being saved. Let's be clear. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. United went from 59% of their employees to 99% of their employees in less than two months after implementing the requirement,
5: 99%. Listen to how they talk about people. Listen. Listen to how they talk about people's jobs, and we have headline after headline: four hundred fired here, thousands will quit here. United Airlines has like three thousand people. These are thousands and th- tens of thousands of Americans across the United States of America either have already been or will be. We might be over the. We might be in the hundreds of thousands by the time he's Done. And listen to the way they talk. Oh, a couple percentages, standard communist crap. You know what? I have something else to say about that. But first. If you've got a small business, you know there's nothing more valuable than your time. So why waste it at the post office? Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer, no special equipment required. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. You'll even get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. And their new rate advisor tool lets you compare shipping rates across carriers so you always find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And when you go to the Stamps.com and use the offer code JESSE, you'll receive a four-week free trial plus free postage in a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter the promo code JESSE. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again.
1: Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC.
5: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And and, and before I get to your phone calls and emails, 877 377 4373. Chris, I want you to play this one more time. And the callousness of these people. It just shows you how truly, truly depraved they are.
6: More people are getting vaccinated. More lives are being saved. Let's be clear. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. United went from 59% of their employees to 99% of their employees in less than two months after implementing the requirement. 99%.
5: Have these people ever, ever, ever had any connection to reality in real life? What have I told you always? What are the same three characteristics they all share? They all share the same three. You remember what they are? One, no love of country at all. None. Oftentimes they hate the country, but there's no love of country. Two, completely disconnected from reality. Straight from the university system into Washington, into media, back to Washington. They don't know what the real world is like. Three. They believe they are of a higher class than you, and they should rule over you. But let's go back to number two, the disconnected from reality thing. I remember this. I remember this at the very beginning of coronavirus, and it has not changed ever since. I remember watching all the left and, frankly, 99% of the right in the beginning of coronavirus saying things like, just go home. It's just two weeks. Bro, you're on the radio. Uh, you, you're on the TV, or, or you're a writer. Normal people can't just go two weeks without working. I, 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 maybe it's because I'm so new to this. I remember, very frankly, most of my life, I don't work, I don't eat. Just two weeks, just so cold-hearted, as if nobody else and nothing else matters, as if people don't live different lives. Oh, well, just a month. Oh, go home for Easter. It's the public health. You're sitting there ordering food delivery, doing your TV show in your boxer shorts. I'm eating top, top Ramen, asking my neighbor to borrow some eggs. What in the world is wrong with these people? They have no connection. They have no care. They're a bunch of freaking monsters. 99% this. Look at all the people we forced to do this. Man, I'm telling you what. I tell you, it takes a real... Real sickness to talk that way about people and their jobs. And I'll tell you something else. I see this from our side a little bit right now, and I just want to caution you against it. I've had people say publicly on our side, pundits and writers and things like that. I've, I've seen people saying things like, if you get the vaccine just so you can save your job, you're a loser. Uh, you, 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 you're a tyrant. You're an idiot. You'll never hear me say that. Uh, am I going to get it? No, no matter what, I'm not getting it. Do I wish everybody would have that stance just to just to thumb their nose at the system? You bet, of course. Obviously, that's what I want. I'm not paying your bills. I'm not sitting there looking at my wife across the table having to decide between getting a vaccine and the kids being able to afford food. So if you find yourself in a pickle you're never going to get judgment from me. Believe me. I wish I wish Atlas would shrug. I wish everyone would say no. I'm not getting it, and we would break the system, and the system would back off. That's what I want. But that's what I want. I'm not your king. I'm not your leader. I. I that's that's not up to me. That's not up to me at all. Oh, sweet. I think Patty from Mississippi's on the line. You know what that means, Chris. Southern accent. Patty in Mississippi. Go. Hey, Jesse. First of all.
3: You are devastatingly handsome. (laughs) To get to my point, point, uh, with all these people getting fired right and left, where the hell are the Republicans getting up there and pointing out the uh, unequal application of this vaccine mandate? Are uh, members of Congress and their staffers, postal workers, and illegal aliens a different species of human being, and somehow COVID doesn't affect them, and so they don't have to get vaccinated? What is up with that?
5: Here's what's up with it, Patty, and it's, it's a great question. Where are they? What are they doing? Well, about 90% of our politicians are still out there being vaccine salesmen. You, you'll see this all the time. From I'm not even I'm not hanging up, Patty, while well, we leave you on the line. The pundits and politicians, how many of them can you see out there that start their sentences every day like this? I'm fully vaccinated, and I think everyone else should get vaccinated, but, and then they'll go into some anti-mandate thing. They still think the fight we're having is vaccines versus not vaccines instead of full-blown communism and liberty. They don't even understand the fight we're fighting. That's why I was so pessimistic about the future of it. And to answer your question, why aren't they speaking out about the the, the Congress not being held to the mandates? Because they're all in Congress, and those scumbags enjoy it. Does that answer your question, Patty? Well, actually, it does,
3: because yeah. that's, you know, that's just it. I think the Republicans actually enjoy being in the minority because it they it frees them from blame and responsibility
5: oh patty they're the party of losers that's why i'm an anti-communist they they of course they enjoy it they love it it's you look the best example of this was the obamacare thing i'm gonna have these numbers wrong so i'm doing this off the top of my head i believe they passed eight obamacare repeal bills while barack obama was president knowing he would veto every single one of them And then, boom, we take the House, Senate, and presidency, and they don't repeal Obamacare. That is the Republican Party in a nutshell. They love being in the minority and whining about spending and taxes and socialism. And the second they get into power, they don't have the balls to actually do anything at all. And, Patty, I love your accent still. I'm going to let you go. Thank you. It's true. Look, there's nothing better— there's nothing better in life, nothing more comfortable in life but useless than being the guy who's okay being in second place. You you knew this kid in school playing dodgeball, uh, the kid who sucked. Oh, I don't even care if we win. Yeah, because you're a loser who sucked. Go out there and try to win. Everyone knows that guy. I hate that attitude. That sucks. All right, I have a funny story about my son embarrassing the living daylights out of me and the wife. Hang on.
0: We
5: all know by now that atrocities were committed by Hamas on October 7th, which kicked off a vicious war as Israel defends herself from terrorists on every side. The toll on the Israeli people is staggering and massive. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been forced from their homes, entire communities torn apart, lives devastated by death and destruction. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, IFCJ, is right there in the middle of it every single day. They're distributing critical things like food, medicine, emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering people. The need is great, and that's why I'm here. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. If you want to give, and you should, Go to supportifcj.org and give as generously as you can. Your gift will be matched to double the impact and help provide twice the support. Again, that's supportifcj.org. supportifcj.org. All right, I promised you here on the Jesse Kelly Show, I promised you an embarrassing story, and I will tell it here in just a second. But before I forget, a couple things. A couple couple housekeeping items. You can call tonight, but not tomorrow night. No phone calls on Friday. 877-377-4373. If you miss any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can always email us. I would recommend getting your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in right now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com and I'm going to get to the FDA commissioner, former FDA commissioner talking about vaccines for your children in just a moment, but somebody had brought up most embarrassing moments and and somehow the F word got brought up. Not, not the F cuss word, you know, the F word the, describing gay people. The old, the old word for cigarettes. That's right, Chris. That's right. And it reminded me of this story. <sighs> You know I lived in Washington, D.C. for about a year. Hated it, but I would highly recommend people do visit it, although I'm sure they have horrible vaccine requirement crap now. But but back when we were there, there were the, it was a bit more sane. It was still a dangerous place, but a bit more sane. Oh, a, a brief pause here on my story. When I say dangerous place, Do stay away from northern D.C., northern D.C. Yeah, Chris said why. That's exactly what I thought when I was looking for hotels. When I was going back there uh, applying for my job, I was trying to get a job back there, the one I eventually got. I had to go back there, fly back there for a visit. Well, I was just shocked at the hotel prices because I I didn't fully appreciate how expensive D.C. was yet, and I couldn't find anything that was under $200. dollars well, I don't spend $200 on hotel rooms. I, I'm just not something I'm going to do. So I finally find a Holiday Inn, and I believe, and even that was expensive. It was like $130, and I thought, gosh, that go, okay, whatever, but I, I I booked the room. I didn't know the area. I didn't know the town. I get off the plane, get in my rental car, and I start driving into northern D.C., and I start, it, it is, whew, it is, oh, you look looking up Northern D.C., Chris, and the crime stats. Northern D.C. is a scary place. I pulled into a gas station, I, and the gas station was part of the strip mall, and all the other stores had sheet metal, not bars, but sheet metal, pulled down over their storefronts, and there's a whole gang of black dudes sitting in front of the convenience store. Well, I don't think anything about it, so I just pull my car up to the gas pump. I'm going to run and get some chips, you know. The second I pull up to the gas pump... The whole gang gets up off their butts and starts walking towards my car. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go ahead and move on here. <laughs> I, I drive out, and right as I'm pulling out on the street, there is quite obviously a lady of the night there. Lady of the night? Chris, there is a lady of the night there. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the world have I gotten myself into? So I threw her in the car, and we nah, – no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just sped on. I get to the hotel – and they have multiple cops driving around the Holiday Inn parking lot on Segways. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not good. I'm going to sleep to the sounds of gunfire. So just just be careful when you go to D.C. Anyway, back to what I was saying. D.C. is fun to visit. And they have really, really cool stuff and museums. Washington Monument is just one of those things every American should see, in my opinion. It's awesome. The Washington Monument is awesome. It's just part of our history. We show up at the Washington Monument, and I don't know the details on this. Someone else will know, and they'll email and let me know, but I don't know the details on the flags around Washington, D.C., or even if they still have them because things seem to change in D.C. all the time. But circling the Washington Monument are flags, all kinds of flags. I believe it's all 50 American flags, but it may be international. I don't remember. Sorry, I'm, I don't want to mess up the details on you. There's a bunch of flags there. That's important for our story, okay? Flags there. Flags there. My oldest son, I believe he was about two at the time, and not only was he two, he was, everybody's known a two-year-old like this. Maybe you had a two-year-old like this. Maybe you were a two-year-old like this. One, he didn't say words all exactly the way they should be said. That's just normal. Kids are learning how to talk. He called waffles, awfuls and st- just you know, st- standard standard cute stuff for kids. But when he was that age, he spoke really, really, really loudly at all times. No volume control at all. Everything was shouting. I mean, everything was shouting. And he could not pronounce his L's. He could not pronounce his L's. It was just his mouth didn't work that way at the time. Don't worry, the kid's fine. He pronounces his L's just fine now. We show up at the Washington Monument and, you know, the wife wants to do the stuff women want to do. Like, Let's have a picnic, that kind of thing. So we pack a bunch. Of, I know, Chris, and that's the way they are. So so we pack a bunch of food. We head down to the Washington Monument and lay out the, the blanket. Picnics suck, by the way. There's no point. I want a chair. Why am I laying on a blanket? Never mind. We get down on the blanket down at the Washington Monument. Well, it so happens that there is a gigantic gay parade of some kind going on. You know, they're always having a parade for something. There's always some protest or something. There's always one going on. And it turns out there's one going on at the Washington Monument at the time we're down there having a picnic. Remember, my oldest son, he cannot pronounce his L's. Remember the flags that are surrounding the Washington Monument? So he stands up while these people are all around us. We're just trying to eat a sandwich and enjoy the day and get out of there. And he stands up as loudly as you can possibly imagine and says, Dada, look at all these. And he didn't say flags. He said flags without the L. I have never wanted to crawl into a hole and die so badly in my entire life. And in fact, in fact, that gives me an idea. That gives me an idea because it was a heavy first hour of the show, and we still have a politician coming up about 18 minutes from now. And we got a bunch. Look, we have a full-blown Marxist to talk about. We have all this stuff to talk about. On top of your other phone calls, anything's fine. Did your kids ever embarrass you? And if they did, I want the story tonight. 877 377 Don't have to be your kids. Could be kids you were babysitting. Could be nieces, nephews. Did your kids ever embarrass you? 877 377 I'll take your calls on that. Now, first and foremost, because I've been promising, remember the rules. Get to the point. Steve and Oregon, go.
7: Yeah, hi. My name is Steve Paul from Oregon. And I know one way we can get rid of all this communist garbage. Well, all of us who have common sense don't pay your taxes anymore. If they have no money, what are they going to do?
5: That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life. We're going to get thrown in jail. Doug in New Jersey. Doug, go. Hey, they had a commentary
8: on that. Doug Sattel, S I T T E L, on Google. And YouTube uploads the picture of the hand over the glass, caption: "Police admit he tells you who is responsible for the twin towers." Mentions George Bush's name. In the back of that
4: is Daniel's blog. She's caught in a human trafficking, ring, forced marriage with her captors. Says get the message somehow. From secondary school, obtaining me is easy as search and click online.
5: And she. I have no idea what you're talking about, Mike in Idaho. Mike, go ahead. Oh shoot, I might have gone to Mike a little bit early. Mike, you there? I been to Mike a little early. Mike, we'll come back to you. Don't worry. I'm not hanging up on you, all right? I'm not hanging up on you. <laughs>
4: yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jesse. So I want to discuss tactics as kind of the ongoing national divorce intensifies. Now, I have always believed in the fundamental differences between us and the communists. We need to win by working through the system where they don't. Now, I remember Carol Roth talking about this a couple weeks ago, and I want to agree with her. I mean, that's what separates us from the communists, right? see, they've promoted the idea that the entire system of government is replete with class warfare and systemic racism and oppression, and therefore the entire system must be completely destroyed and remade according to their vision of the world, equity and whatever garbage they have. That's how it works. We reform and redeem. They destroy. But now I hear you talking more about using their tactics against them. Like, we get their advertisers, cancel them. We follow the commies into the bathroom. We call to them from their front lawns. We make them uncomfortable in the ra- reality that they've created. And i got to tell you, that feels great. But I'm a little bit worried, Jesse.
5: Go my ahead. What are you worried about, bud? Their
4: trap. Go ahead. Okay, I- I'm worried. So I pumped my fist with pride after the Justice for January 6th rally because we did not take the bait. Now these commies are one successful false flag event for ushering in a whole slate of voting laws that will make it impossible for them to ever lose another election, and they know how to poke us, Jesse. They know how to poke the right. They know how to bait us. They are excellent baiters. I mean, you might even say that they're mat- no.
5: Mike, Mike, control yourself, Mike.
4: <laughs> all right,
5: that's actually not a bad call. That's that's not look. He's not a bad point. That's not a bad point at all. That's not a bad point at all. going forward what i've said yes we need to adopt the communists tactics we 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 do some of their tactics we have to we have to adopt them they're winning and we're losing okay when your enemy's doing things that are effective against you you copy him but we do mike brings up a good point we do have to do it smartly it's why i told you about that justice for january 6th rally they were going to have in dc and what did i say i came on the air and said Stay away from FedFest 2021. That entire thing is going to be FBI agents and ATF agents and Homeland Security agents trying to bait you into saying or doing something stupid so they have an excuse to go after you. When I say fight like the communists, I still mean smartly, smartly at all times. All right, I'll take your calls, 877-377-4373. Give me embarrassing stories. When has when a child, your child, someone else's child embarrassed you? First, they're still trying to pass this bill through Congress, and I had a chance to talk to Congressman Brady yesterday from Texas, and I asked him, hey, handicap it for me. This bill could crush our financial system here. Is it dead? Please tell me it's dead. And he said, Jesse, I wish I could tell you it's dead. Nancy Pelosi has a history of getting these things done. Call Oxford Gold Group and get gold delivered to your house. Get gold delivered to your house. They make it cake. They're so easy to deal with. And when you tell Oxford Jesse told you to call, they will take extra special care of you because I know them personally. I sent my dad there. 833-995-GOLD. Eight three three nine nine five 995 gold Get something with some kind of tangible value in your hands. Oxford Gold Group. Eight three three nine nine five 995 gold For gold, you can hold.
1: Missed out? Catch up. jessekellyshow.com.
5: It is the Jesse Kelly show, and it's, it's 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 to answer your question, Chris. It's not that I'm not a Doobie Brothers fan. It's not that I enjoy that song. They're okay. They're just okay. A lot of those bands people revere are okay. Right? They're not more than okay. The question, by the way, put out to the masses eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three was. Has your kid ever embarrassed you? Or someone else's kid ever embarrassed you? I just gave you my embarrassing story. And remember, I've got more. For that same child who said that about the flags in the gay pride parade, that's the child who ate the gum off the bottom of the table in the pizza restaurant slash arcade. You think I don't have stories, man? I've got stories. I've got scars. i got PTSD. Tom in Denver. Go, brother. Jesse, my
7: wife and I and my two sons we're on vacation in Maui. We're with two other families, both with two kids. We're sitting at the pool one day. Uh, adults are enjoying some drinks, and the kids are playing in the pool. And we hear someone say, look at that kid. And I look over, and I see my four-year-old son standing at the edge of the pool with his swimsuit around his ankles peeing into the pool. <laughs> I whose kid is that?
5: Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. David and California. Go, brother. Jesse,
7: every kid has their own movie or movies they watched all the time. Mm-hmm. For our son, it was The Sound of Music in the 60s. And Wouldn't you know it, what he took away from that movie? He's with my wife in a supermarket, caught a supermarket. He stomps
5: up his arm up high in the air and says, Hi, Hitler! Oh, no! Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> Thank you, David. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, we're moving. Right, We're moving. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, Jesse in San Diego, go ahead.
7: All right. First time in the mall, my daughter saw, she was two years old, by the way. She's seen ladies with perkers on. She kept walking around saying, Mom, look,
5: a ninja. Oh. <laughs> <like> a ninja. <laughs> thanks. Oh, a ninja. Thanks. Thanks, Jesse. Gosh. Oh, that's brutal. Kids are the worst. John in Virginia. Go, John.
8: My mother tells a story. Uh, this was in New York City about 1958. We were uh waiting at the, my sister was about three years old, and uh my sister says, "Look at all the blank in cars and at that time, my sister couldn't pronounce but certain letters and my all these older people are looking down at her and my mother corrected, "Yes, Katrina, there are a lot of trucks in cars." She didn't, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
5: <she> <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you, going next to Johnny the truck driver. Thank you for the dartboard, my friend. Go ahead, Johnny. Kill those commies, Jesse. We'll do, get sir. The six black darts. I got my the darts in the dartboard. Daughter. Thank you, sir.
7: You are welcome. My thirty-year-old daughter invites me to a restaurant that I've frequented many times. Her thirtieth birthday party. She tells me it's going to be a costume party, so I go out and I buy a pirate's costume. Oh. And I buy my youngest daughter. I buy my youngest daughter a little angel costume, and we show up for the party. And it's like 150 people in the place, and me and my little daughter are the only ones in costumes, <laughs> staring around wondering what the <laughs> hell is going on.
5: That sucks! Oh, that sucks! I hope your daughter did that to you on purpose, though, because that's hilarious, and now I'm going to be doing that to other people. The next time we have a neighborhood party, I'm 100% telling everyone it's a costume party, and it's going to be the best. Mark in New York, go, brother!
7: And my daughter, when she was two and a half, she uh, kept pointing at this guy that came to our door trying to sell us something and calling him an a-hole, a-hole.
4: Well, her favorite snack is apples, and we didn't see the pin on his collar. That was from the big apple until after oh. she decided to leave all puppy. Oh, embarrassed me for a second, but I was glad she was
7: doing it because I wasn't going to buy.
5: <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Tracy in Washington, go.
9: Yeah, so my uh, four-year-old son, he was little for his size, so just a little guy. We go to a restaurant, just a fast food restaurant, and it's four walls bunch of tables sitting out so the it's just one ginormous room and we're eating and grandma and i are, and we're just visiting and all of a sudden he has this massive belch don't know how it came out of his little body mm-hmm. all of the people in the restaurant turned and looked at it echoed off of the walls and we fell apart laughing tears running down our face it was the funniest thing ever don't know where that came from oh that's
5: the best thank you thank you tracy uh. Lana, or, uh, sorry, my eyes are going. Lana in Jersey, go.
2: Hi, it's Lana in in New Jersey. I'm calling about my four-year-old who used to watch Titty Titty Bang Bang nonstop, and what he took away from that movie was he thought he could fly, so he was in his little tyke's car on the deck that his father had built, and he went down three flights of stairs. I found him upside down. <laughs> I heard this little yell. I go, you okay? He's like, yeah, I was just doing Titty Titty Bang Bang. So... <laughs> it wasn't an embarrassing moment, but it was, you know, what kids will do when they see something
5: like uh, that's like what that. they'll do. Thank you for the call, Lana. I will take some more calls. We'll get to you after the guest. We have a surprise politician coming on next. 877-377-4373. Embarrassing stories. Has your kid ever embarrassed you? 877-377-4373. Also Biden's nominee. She tried to remove a thesis on Karl Marx. I wonder why. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. And I promised you going into this, that we would have a surprise politician. Well, surprise. He didn't show up. (laughs) So we're going to get back to your embarrassing kid stories in just a moment. Embarrassing things your kids have done to you. 8773774373. But I have to go over a couple things really quickly here. One of them's a little dark. So uh hang on the line with your kids' stories here because one of these is a little dark, and I have to say it. All right. It, it it has to be said. I brought it up before on the show. Losing a major war. It is nothing you or I have ever experienced. And don't get me wrong. I understand we, we've we lost some foreign wars and foreign cl- conflicts. I, I get that about Vietnam and people bring up Afghanistan. I mean losing a major war on your soil. And I, I could give you a million different examples of, of what this means. I, you could go to ancient times about you lose a war on your soil, they will walk into your capital They will chop off every man's head, every child and woman who didn't throw themselves off the city walls will then be taken into some form of abhorrent slavery for the rest of their lives. That's an ancient version of it. A more, quote, modern civilized version of it. You know what bombs, you know what it would be like to have bombs dropping on your city? I mean, try to picture that. Yeah, I mean, one explosion, one explosion from a terrorist attack goes off in your city. It's awful. It's a huge deal. And it should be. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. But one explosion goes off in your city. That's a big deal. Think about a thousand pound bomb, a five thousand pound bomb going off in your city. That's the end of the world. Think about a skyscraper falling down. Think about your home having a bomb dropped on. I mean, losing a war on your home soil. I forget the number. I, I should have looked this up beforehand, but I believe it was twenty percent of France's under thirty male population was slaughtered in World War One. Either twenty percent fought or twenty percent was lost, but it was it was a huge percentage of the population was gone. Britain, same story. Germany, same story mass carnage like you could never comprehend. And I could never comprehend it. I've never lived through it. I only know the the stories I read. I'm only trying to drive this point home. You don't want to lose a major war. You don't. And because we never have, we think we never will. But the history of the world says we absolutely will. I'm looking at a headline here. U.S. nuclear-powered submarine struck an object underwater in the South China Sea on Saturday. This is time after time after time. We have naval vessels that cost billions running into things as if it's McHale's Navy. They're they're being lit on fire. We're losing equipment. What is going on with the military? I'm going to tell you again so everyone understands it. We do not have a good military in this country. You think we do. Because you see the fancy equipment. Oh, 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 I get it. We have the fanciest equipment, the most advanced, no question about it. You think we do because you think some of the uh, Navy SEALs. Yes, the Navy SEALs are the best there are. Delta Force, best there are. Green Berets, uh, Marine Force Recon, best there are. I got it. I got best there are. Uh, yep. I know we have a great front line. I understand we have the most advanced equipment. We do not have a good military. We do not have a military that is capable of winning a major war. And if the other evil powers in this world figure it out, we are in deep trouble. That takes me clear back to what I described to you at the very beginning of the show about why I give us 10 years because Republicans will have all the power after 2024 and they won't do a thing about the military. It'll be a, huh, you know, I respect you, General. Well, thank you for your service, General, instead of pack up your stuff, useless loser. You're gone. You're gone. You're gone. You've never won a war. You presided over this woke garbage. You're the one who decided we had to have a bunch of transgenders in the military. You're gone. You're fired. You're fired, and you're fired. You're all freaking fired. That's what it will take. It will take a gigantic cultural overhaul of the military And Republicans simply don't have the stones to pull that off. And you know I'm right. This is not a small thing. This keeps happening for a reason. Do I need to remind you of the Obama years? We had a whole bunch of sailors on their knees with their hands on their heads taken down by who? Who was it? It might have to be Britain or somebody. What juggernaut of a Navy could take us down? It was Iran. Iran. You do not understand how much trouble we're in. And the problem is, even if you do, because you personally probably do, the country won't, and the country would never believe you until it's too late. How do I know that? Because it's happened to every single historical power in history, from the Mongols to the Romans to the Persians to the Greeks to the – you name a historical juggernaut, the Ottomans, they were all invincible, have never been beaten, right up until the point they weren't. And then everyone looks around as they pick up the rubble in a daze saying, how could this happen? I'm not going to be confused. I know exactly how it happened. All right. Embarrassing kid stories. That's enough of that for now. Rex in Washington. Go.
7: Boy, it's hard to be funny now, Jess. But so five-and-a-half-year-old son, or five-year-old son, six-and-a-half-year-old daughter, front seat of a pickup on a main street in Spokane, these two little hoodlums, walking down the sidewalk, pitched their super-sloopy cups out onto the road, windows down and somewhere. I said, hey, don't throw your trash on the road. And these two little kids turned around and, F you. They didn't say F you. They said the thing. And my daughter said, did you hear what they said, Dad? And I said, yeah, some people don't talk very good, do they?
5: And she holds up her middle finger and says, yeah, you can say it like this, too, Dad. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. Thanks, Rex. It's <laughs> nothing. You know, we as parents, and look, I'm just as guilty of this as anyone else. We like to imagine they're a lot more innocent than they are. I'm not stupid. I have a 12-year-old and an 11-year-old, and they know if they speak like that in the house, they're in trouble. You think I don't know they're having fun with their friends on the playground figuring out all the new words they heard in this movie. I'm not an idiot. I was that age once too. Don't don't, don't pee on my foot and tell me it's rained. Joe in San Diego. Go, boss.
10: Hey, speaking of peeing on your foot and telling you it's rain, uh, my oldest son is 13. When he was five and a half, we had moved from the country down to the, the city before I bought a house out in the country. And I guess he brought some habits with them. I got a behavior report from his teacher at school, and it said that he had inappropriately exposed himself. And, of course, this you know conjured all sorts of awful connotations in my mind, criminal ones. And I thought, what in the world is going on? So I called the teacher, and she said, basically, he had peed on a tree. And, I mean, it was so difficult because I respected the teacher. I was trying to take her seriously, but it just seemed like, well, we know what mental ailment she was suffering so i, I just told her you know hey we live in the country he thought it was appropriate i'll explain to him it's not pretty simple
5: you know i respect it actually we're going to take a lot more of these 877 we need to pick me up after i just dragged everybody down with the state of our military i'm going to get to these in a second remember my story about those about peeing on the tree My folks were having a gigantic party with all their friends over on the back porch. I think it actually might have been a church party, but don't quote me on that. I don't remember. I was little. I was four or five. There's all these adults over there, and I go up to my dad and tell him, I got to pee. And my dad says, well, go pee behind the tree. And I went and walked a complete circle around the tree and faced the whole party and dropped my pants to my knees and peed in front of everybody. Kids are just monsters. We're monsters. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Give me away a kid embarrassed you. Now, speaking of family, protecting them is a bit important, don't you think? Even when they embarrass us. And for months I've been telling you about the non lethal gun hero2020.com. You see, they've engineered a better solution than pepper spray, frankly. A lot more powerful. And it's not cumbersome at all. It's just about the size of your cell phone. And it's firing projectiles 100 miles per hour into somebody's chest where it explodes this chemical pepper ball in their face. And believe me, they're not going to be harassing you anymore. And it only takes a few minutes to learn how to use it. The thing has a laser sight on it. And it doesn't even require a concealed carry permit. Go now. Get one for yourself and your spouse at Hero2020.com. Make sure you use the code JESSE. That'll get you a special discount. Hero2020.com. Code JESSE. That's Hero2020.com. And as always, state law restrictions may apply.
1: This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Back.
6: I like the doors in case i and the ohio pennsylvania the ohio pennsylvania i'm from pennsylvania the uh, the uh, the illinois president uh of the uh, don Harmon, state senator laura murphy state rep uh, um, martin Mo- uh, Mo- Moylan, and uh, we got great labor leaders here too tim where's tim there you go tim thank you thank you pal AFL-CIO state president and jeff isaacson united Brotherhood of carpenters you've and uh, Don Finn, IBW, uh, and uh, and Robert Reiter, Reiter,
5: Reiter, R e i t e r, re-reader. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the leader of the free world. <laughs> you know what, though? I'll tell you what. You know what's underrated? I've been hard on Joe Biden. I respect some of his techniques for forgetting people's names because I am the master of that. He clearly didn't know poor Tim's name. I don't know who Tim was. there, We got Tim. Uh, where's Tim at? Hey, Timmy. Thanks, buddy. And then when he really, really gets confused, I do this all the time. I'm really good with this. I use this with the wife all the time when she's asking, "Dad, did you figure this out? Or did you make sure? Did you fix the door?" Well, you know, and sometimes it works. You know what I mean? Let's just say what, and I'll be, oh, never mind. I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> works like a charm. I did love, I love this one though. I mean, I thought. I've been lectured about being the party of science. I'll get back to your calls in a minute. I've been lectured about science for so long, which is weird because I heard the president say this today. We have to beat this thing. So
6: while I didn't race uh, to do it right away, that's why I've had to move toward requirements that everyone get vaccinated where I had the authority to do that. That wasn't my first instinct. My administration is now requiring federal workers to be vaccinated. We've also required federal contractors to be vaccinated. If you have a contract with the federal government working for the federal government, you have to be vaccinated. We're requiring active duty military to be vaccinated. We're making sure healthcare workers are vaccinated because if you seek care at a healthcare facility, you should have the certainty that the pro- people providing that care are protected from COVID and cannot spread it to you.
5: Um vaccinated people can spread coronavirus. And look, that's not some right-wing opinion. Everyone knows that. Even the broken, corrupted CDC has admitted that. Even Fauci's loser, I almost said a bad word, even Fauci has said that. Uh, There's not a single person out there who says vaccinated people can't spread it. So what are you talking about, Mr. President? And this, this may have been the best line of the day. Talk about missing the point. More people are getting vaccinated. More lives
6: are being saved. Let's be clear. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. United went from 59% of their employees to 99% of their employees in less than two months after implementing the requirement.
5: Because they fired the other ones. What in the world? What it's like? It's like a football coach uh, getting a hundred players in front of him on the team, and, and saying, "You know what? Everybody who's left-handed needs to learn to be right-handed now." And then standing up a month later, and there's only forty players, and he says, "Look, we made it. A hundred percent of the team is right-handed. Look how well we did." <laughs> Jeez, these people, man, and they don't just. It, the lack of care you get when you're in D.C. long enough for real people. I, I, I mean, I'm laughing. That's a real pilot's job at United. That's a stewardess's job. That's a nurse's job. That's an x-ray technician's job. I, I have I have stacks of emails from military guys sitting in front of me right now. Jesse, I'm scared. Jesse, I'm getting out. Jesse, they're kicking me out. What do I do? These people are monsters, man. Gosh. All right, that's enough ugly stuff. Ways your kids embarrassed you. Rudy. Oh, shoot. I messed up the phone. Rudy, I can't click on your phone. I've somehow messed it up. Rudy in Long Island, go.
8: How you doing? Uh, My situation is this. Can you hear me okay?
5: Got you, brother. Go.
8: Okay, good. Uh, When my daughter was very small, about two, I used to put her to bed. I put the pacifier in her mouth and I put her over my shoulders to fall asleep. She would grab one of my skin tags on my neck and roll it around the fingers until she fell asleep. So one night, I'm laying on the couch reading the paper. My wife's got a half dozen soccer moms all drinking coffee in the kitchen. And she says, Danielle, it's time to go to bed. Danielle says, oh, good. I get to play with daddy's balls. <laughs>
0: oh, <God. laughs>
8: Here, I am. Here I am. Here I am waiting for the coffee cups to come through the paper. And I'm frozen. My eyes are wide open like that. And I'm saying, what, what did she just say? <laughs> so the mother was a, a special ed teacher, and she, you know, she knew how to spot abuse. So she knew there was nothing going on at the house. Show me what you do to daddy. She <laughs> showed her, and the coffee cups I never came through the paper, and I was off the, you know, I was in much better paper. After. Oh, thanks, Rudy. Oh, that
5: sucks. Oh, that sucks. Ron and Colorado, go. Jesse. Kids were still
7: old enough to, or young enough to ride in a shopping cart with my wife pushing them around a Kmart. I'm at the watch counter getting a battery. From a distance, I hear them saying, Daddy, Daddy. And I, I look around and I says, I ain't your daddy. Who's your daddy? And my daughter with the biggest voices, the mailman.
5: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's world-class sass. What's she doing now, Ron? She's got to be doing something.
7: She she's, she's the top of the world. She She's living her dream, although she's raising three that are just like her, that's, which is heaven sin.
5: God does that to us, Ron. God does that to us. That's what my parents, they've told me. That's why I have rotten sons because I, I mean... I've been accused of being misbehaved. Don't look at me like that, Chris, of being a smart aleck. And I think all those accusations are wildly, wildly unfounded. All right, I am going to finally get next. I'm going to get to this Biden nominee, and I'm going to get to more of these calls. Ways your kids have embarrassed you. 877-377-4373. This lady wants to be the head of the office of the Comptroller of Currency and... Remember all those people who told me they're not communists? Hmm. Hang on to that for a second.
2: You got to change your evil ways, Maybe-
5: We all know by now that atrocities were committed by Hamas last October 7th, which kicked off a vicious war as Israel defends herself from terrorists on every side. The toll on the Israeli people is staggering and massive. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been forced from their homes, entire communities are torn apart, lives devastated by death and destruction. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is right there in the middle of it all every single day. They're distributing critical essentials for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. The need is great, and that's why I'm partnering with IFCJ today. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. To donate from your mobile phone, dial pound 250. When prompted, say the keyword, support IFCJ. That's dial pound 250 from your mobile phone and say keyword support IFCJ when prompted. Your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support. Again, that's dial pound 250 and say the keyword support IFCJ. Thank you and God bless.
1: energy.com for the prospectus and more information
5: it is the jesse kelly show final hour and yes we've had some fun while talking about the destruction of america tonight We'll take your phone calls, 877-377-4373. What ways has your kid embarrassed you? These stories have been pants-wetting funny. I still think the funniest one so far, although there have been some doozies, is the poor guy who let his kid watch the sound of music, and he said, Hail Hitler in the grocery store. You'd have to move, right? You'd have to move to a different country. Think what people would think about you. All right, we'll get back to your calls in a second. 877-377-4373. I have no idea how to say this woman's name. Saleh Omaroa. She is Biden's nominee to head the office of comptroller of currency. Do you know what she deleted off her resume? She wrote a thesis on Karl Marx. Again, I want to reiterate before I go into this. This woman is trying to be the head of the office of the comptroller of the currency. She wrote a thesis on Karl Marx. It was titled, Karl Marx's Economic Analysis and Theory of Revolution in the Capital. She bragged about this on her resume. She has since deleted it off of her resume. Now there's another really really fascinating person about this per- fascinating thing about this person because I'm told all the time, Jesse, they aren't communists. Jesse, stop calling them communists. They're not communists. Uh, st- Actually, it's mainly the communists. They're like, we're not communists. You don't even know what it's mean. What it means. Do you know where the nominee for the head of the office of the comptroller of the currency? Do you know her education background? She attended Moscow. State University on a V.I. Lenin personal academic scholarship. I just want to make sure everybody knows V.I. Lenin is not the loser with the Beatles who married the woman that blew, that broke the band up. Lenin would be the head of the communist revolution. The V.I. Lenin personal academic scholarship. I kid you not. And this person is trying to achieve a major position of power when it comes to the dollar and the United States of America. You still think I'm nuts? You still think I'm nuts with all the communist talk? I, and these people, like I have said, I admire their relentlessness and I, rem, I admire their ruthlessness. And this is what I mean by this. They never ever get to a place where they're comfortable which sucks for us because that means we always have to fight, right? I want to get to a place when I'm comfortable. I like being comfortable. When I'm done tonight, after a hard day doing radio and TV, you know, it's a very backbreaking job. When I'm done tonight, I want to go home. I want to eat pizza with jalapenos on it. I want to have a beer. I want to sit on my couch and watch World War I documentaries. Yes, I know I'm a nerd. I want to do nothing. I love being comfortable. You love being comfortable. They're never comfortable. Now, that means they're always miserable, but they're always advancing. You realize I was encouraging you earlier to move to a red state for a lot of reasons, but you know this coronavirus stuff isn't done, right? You know it'll never be done. Let's keep in mind, as you listen to the former FDA commissioner, I want you to keep in mind about something. One, coronavirus is not dangerous to children. Less than 500 children have died in 2 years in the United States from coronavirus. Coronavirus is dangerous to obese people. It's dangerous to old people with pre-existing conditions. I'm not underselling coronavirus. I understand it's a deadly disease. It's not it's not dangerous to your child who you have a mask on. It's not dangerous to your child at all. And yet the vaccine there's some bad news out there. We have countries like Denmark and Sweden they're banning it for people under the age of 30, banning it. There are heart inflammation problems. There, there, there are, women are worried about fertility. It's, there are issues. Again, I'm not criticizing the vaccine either. I just want to watch and see. I want a long-term study, meaning I want to see how y'all who've taken it turn out after three, four, five years. I do. I, I want to see what happens long-term. And yet, they're not slowing down at all. We have data. It's not like we're, we're guessing. we have data. We know it's not dangerous for kids. This is something we know. And yet listen to these nutballs.
3: The CEO of Pfizer uh, affirmed today that that data on uh, vaccinations for five to 11 year olds will be going to the FDA within a matter of days. Is that confirming your schedule of vaccines by Halloween?
4: Yeah, I think that's still possible. Um, FDA has said that the review is going to be a matter of weeks, not months. I interpret that to mean potentially
7: a four-week review, maybe a six-week review. So on the low end, it could take four weeks, and that could give you a vaccine by Halloween. If it slips a little, it could be mid-November.
5: Oh, good. So we're not only going to get a vaccine, because you understand the second they approve the vaccine, there will be forced vaccination for the blue areas. There will be. Force vaccination for your child to go to school. You know it's coming. If you're in a blue area, this is coming. That's why I've been trying to press urgency for you as much as possible to get to a red area. They're going to try to force you to get a vaccine for your child or you'll have to pull your kid out of school, which actually might be a huge blessing. This is insane. And it never stops. These people never stop. They never take even a brief moment and say that's enough. They just push and push and push and push. And look, I mean, it is all for the kids, right? Oh, what's this? This is the new Forbes 400 richest people list. And wow, look at that. The two Moderna founders are on it, worth $5 billion a piece now. Hey, congratulations, guys, on a big year. Golly. All right, Lisa in Tennessee, please tell me you have a Tennessee accent, Lisa.
9: I'm sorry. I probably do not, uh, but I've moved here quite a bit ago. Okay.
5: (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Continue on.
9: Okay. My four-year-old son, way back when, was studying shapes and sizes in school, and we went to the park, and we're taking a walk, and past us the opposite way came a larger, heavier lady. And my son turned to me and said, Mommy, I know what it is. It's round, large, huge lady. I was oh. more. Oh, oh, and he, he, he wasn't criticizing her. Oh, he of was course, learning his tapes Of course. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> kids, kids are the worst. <laughs>
5: All right, Priscilla in Idaho, go.
9: My husband and I moved from New York City to upstate Connecticut. We had a four-year-old in nursery school, and I got a call at the end of the day from the teacher. She said, we had career day at school today, and your son told us that your daddy, your husband, is a bond BOMB, B-O-M-B manufacturer. And so I said, no, no, no. My husband works on Wall Street, and he is a treasury bond salesman. <laughs> and, and my husband is Cuban, and you can imagine what that would have done if we had been <laughs> bond, bond salesmen. But, you know, in our community, it was unbelievably embarrassing. Oh, the that told her the real story not believing not
5: believing it that's so good that's my dad's a bomb salesman (laughs) charlene in tennessee go charlene charlene you're fired peter in jersey go
8: is this for peter
5: Peter, go, brother.
8: All right. I went out. When my boy was about 12 years old, we would be walking through the aisles of CVS or little department stores, and he would scream out, stop touching me. Stop it.
9: Stop it. real
8: embarrassing. And he knew it was a joke, but we would yell it out. And all people would come to the aisle and see us standing there. And then he would say, where do we get home? Stop it. Don't touch me. And that was very really embarrassing for me. But it was planned, and he knew it. And we still talk about it today. He's 42 today. He works in television. It's very
4: cool.
5: Those daggone kids. <laughs> Kendall in Spokane, go.
4: Jesse, about nine years ago, we took my mom out for Mother's Day to an upscale Italian restaurant. My daughter was about a month old at the time. As I got close to dessert, I realized something didn't smell right. I looked down, and my daughter had pooped all over. My clothes came out of her diapers all over me. I had to take my shirt off and run out of the restaurant with her. Oh,
5: gosh. All right, we're going to get to your other calls in a second. 877-377-4373. We have to talk about mafia bosses, and we have to talk about inflation. I have a real number to put to the inflation you're feeling. I know you're feeling a squeeze. Everyone is. I am. Everyone's feeling it. I actually have a number for you, and man alive, does this bring it home. I will give you all that in just a second. And in fact, that story reminds me of a predicament I have coming this Saturday hang on one second but first I sleep like a baby now and I I know people think I'm a homer for my pillow just because they're a company that actually fights for the country and that means so much to me and that's that's obviously partially true but even if they weren't even they if they were just non-political, the MyPillow products are such quality. That's why they all come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. I have my pillow sheets. We're gonna to get to that in a second. I have a mattress topper. The wife and I each have the slippers. She has the pajamas. It is all so good. And now their sheets, their Giza Dream sheets. They're buy one, get one free. For a limited time only, though. Limited time only. You have to go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code JESSE. You get them. Buy one, get one free. Or call 800-845-0544. That's 800-845-0544. Use the code JESSE. Go get Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free. Hang on.
1: You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome.
5: It is the Jesse Kelly show. We will get back to your calls in a second about, gosh, these are a bit hilarious, embarrassing things your kids have done to you. 877-377-4373. But let's, let's, let's bring it back home here for a second. I know you're feeling the squeeze. I know you're feeling it at the gas pump. I know you're feeling it when you're buying food. I see people complain about the cost of everything now. Right now, do you know what you're spending? And, man, I hate this because this is about to get worse, and it's such a Debbie Downer, but, look, it's true. The average American right now is shelling out an additional $175 a month for things like food and fuel and housing, and not a single person predicts that's going to get better. They're all predicting that gets worse. And you know what really, really angers me about that? This is what angers me about that. The people who have made that happen, I'm talking about politicians specifically, and I'm talking about media people because the media, sadly, has a ton of influence in this country. They do. Pundits actually do matter. Radio, TV, and all that stuff, and I know that sounds a little self-aggrandizing because I don't, but pundits matter a lot. They do. They influence politicians and political decisions. What makes me so mad about this extra $175 a month, is the people who've caused it to happen to regular working people, none of them have to feel it. None of them have to feel it. It's why I was so mad about people on my own side at the beginning of the coronavirus stuff when they were all pushing lockdowns in 15 days to slow the spread and they're texting me, Jesse, do you want people to die? Why are you against lockdowns? And I would try to explain, bro, have you ever had a job outside of the media? But that's the problem. Most of these people have not. $175 for a lot of my life. And I am not ashamed to say this at all. For a lot of my life, if I was down $175 every month, man, something's getting cut out of my life. I'm making sacrifices. That's how real people live. But the problem is. These people in radio, in TV, in the politicians, they all make enough money, and I'm not begrudging anybody money. Go make go make every dime you can. I'm going to try to myself. I'm not begrudging anybody money, but they all make so much money that $175 a month is simply not something they feel. They could can, they can drive up to a gas pump and see 4 or $5 a gallon, and they may gripe about it, right? Ah, oh, I'm sick of gas prices. They're still filling up. Now, I don't know about you. I've had several times in my life, especially when I was younger, I would adjust how much gas I got based on how much money I had. I didn't go up to the gas pump and just put the old pump in there and click it and just stand back and play on your phone until it gets full. I, I would do the old wallet and bank check. Oh, let's see. Okay, it's $4 a gallon ooh, okay, six, seven gallons today, six, seven gallons today, that should be enough to get me through to the next paycheck. That's how real people live. That's how real human beings live. Chris, everyone knows you live that way, okay? Everybody's well aware that you live that way, Chris. But in all seriousness, the people who caused all this carnage were so callous to this reality the whole time, and they had to know it was true because I was telling everybody, Oh, just stop the economy. Okay, print a bunch of money and send out checks. And remember, I was blowing a gasket on the radio and TV. Are you nuts? This is going to cause inflation. This is going to cause huge supply chain problems. You don't just stop a $20 trillion economy. And you know what I got told? By every fat cable news host out there. I got told, quit being selfish, Jesse. You want grandma to die? Yes, dork. You're doing your TV show from your boxers in your house and you've never missed a paycheck. Real people can't go two weeks without working. They have to work. People have to work to earn a living. But all the people who don't have to work, politicians and media people, and I realize I'm pointing fingers at myself now, politicians and media people, they were all the ones pushing all this lockdown madness like they'd never been working people in their lives. And it drove me crazy. And it still makes me so stinking mad. Gosh, it makes me mad. Yeah, it just, and I'm not trying to pretend like I'm some caring human being because everyone knows I'm not. Everyone knows I'm a big jerk. But man, you don't care at all about working people? Are you so? Have you so lived your life in this media DC, uh, sometimes New York City media bubble that you don't care about working people? DC, it might be more understandable because it is a bubble. New York City people, though, they walk out of those fancy studios and they see the state of the working man and they see what people are actually going through. You don't care or you don't see? Do you genuinely not care at all? And you still see all these snotty cable news hosts on the left and the right out there. I just wish everyone would get vaccinated. Brother, we're not talking about vaccines or not vaccines here. We're talking about family businesses staying open. We're talking about people being able to afford gifts for Christmas. In some cases, we're talking about people being able to afford food life-saving medications people need. There are lives on the line with this amount of financial destruction, and the people causing it don't seem to care at all. I mean, I, and I get, don't get me wrong, I get the communists like Biden and, and all these guys. I get them not caring. They're anti-human monsters anyway. I get that. That's the whole communist religion. It's an anti-human religion. I'm talking about people on the right, people you know. People you watch, people you listen to, people you read. How many of these people have you seen say things like, I'm fully vaccinated and I think everyone should get fully vaccinated, but I don't really like the mandates? Dork, you're the one pushing the insanity. We are not in a vaccine problem in this country. We are in a communism problem in this country, and they're winning, and they're winning specifically because of all this vax mandate coronavirus insanity. Insanity. Is it is it genuinely too much to ask, to ask for our side, to have some stones? Am I asking too much at all? Because it feels like I am sometimes. I know you do, but the people who who have these huge platforms and all this influence, I hate how they use it i tell you, man, I do. All right, we're getting back to some funny kid stories in a second. Ways Your Kid Has Embarrassed You, 877-377-4373. Hang on.
1: It is the Jesse
5: Kelly Show. And, yes, yeah, so we're going to get back to a bunch more phone calls here in just a quick second. $175 a month. That's what inflation is costing people. $175 a month and it's supposed to get worse. How are normal people supposed to live through that, man? Not everyone has a a cable news job or, or a politician's job, radio or whatnot, or they don't sit at home and write for a living. People have to go out and work and they have to make ends meet. $175 a month is real money. I don't know, man. Look, I tried to tell everyone at the beginning, no one wanted to listen. Now we'll see. All right, Gil in New Jersey, go, boss. Jesse, go, brother.
7: Jesse, you hear hearing. Gotcha. Yeah, my uh, my third son, my youngest son, is autistic, and when he was little, he couldn't pronounce the words fork or clock. Oh. For, for clock, he used for clock he used the other word for a male rooster.
5: Oh. Oh no. oh no! I'm so. And,
7: for, and, and when we were when we were at restaurants, he couldn't say the word fork. He said he said the other word for street sexual act.
5: Oh, oh no! Oh, that's good. How's he doing now, Gil? Is he doing all right? He's
7: 21 years old and he's working at Club Met.
5: Hey, shooter! Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that. Pretty girls in my ties. Yes. Good man. Good man. Terry Washington, go.
4: Hey, about twenty years ago, we were in a Walmart with our then two children. The the youngest was a daughter of about five or six at the time. Very engaging, outgoing, personable little girl who would go strike up a conversation with anybody. She had been recently learning about things like anatomy. We are standing in line getting our our sale checked out, and she's talking to the clerk, and then she just decides to blurt out, my daddy and my brother both have a penis. The clerk just lost it. Everybody in the line started cracking up, laughing. I'm looking for a rock to hide.
5: (laughs) I'm so sorry, man. Gosh, I would die. (laughs) Thank you, brother. (laughs) Gosh, kids! Oh man, they are the worst. I guess, I guess I let a delivery driver in the house once when my mom had just gotten out of the shower. He had it was some you know, it was a contractor I think it was. I let him in. She to this day is horrified by that, and I had no cooth. I still don't have good cooth anyway. Gosh, kids are the worst. Dustin in Tennessee, go boss. Hey, thanks for
4: uh, taking my call. So we're at a resort. I've got uh, at the time a three, three and a half year old boy. He wanted to go in the bathroom by himself, so we stood outside, packed full of people, adults everywhere. Um, about three minutes later, he comes walking out with a urinal cake in his hand. Says, What's this, Daddy? Yeah. yeah. So I kind of grabbed his arms and led him back in the bathroom, and he, needless to say, we were we were scrubbing hands for about the next ten minutes. So he, he, we, he found out what that was pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's
5: oh. top the cake. I'm, so, I'm sorry, man. That's terrible. Allie in San Diego, go.
2: Hi, this is Allie. Jesse?
5: Go, Allie. It's me.
2: Hi. So I'll set the context for you. This was a small, new charter school the first year. And all the moms and the teachers had bonded over the summer before the school year started by helping fix things in the school, painting, and we all knew each other really well. And this was like a highly uh, dominant Christian community, a mm-hmm. lot of Christian moms around. And so the first week of uh, school, you had to get your uniforms, and it was very chaotic time, very inconvenient. She sent the, the lady, the mom that was in charge of the uniform, sent us all to go to this um, store, which was like two cities away. And I'm driving my son, he's like seven years old, and I I yelled out, gosh, Kim is such an idiot, because I was lost, and Mm. it was just crazy that (laughs) we had to do all this the first week of school. So then uh, I was picking my son up, and it's a drive-through, and all the teachers are out, and all the moms are out. And they grab their kids, and they bring the kids to the car for you. And uh, my son's 7-year-old teacher uh, walked up to my window, and she said, You might want to apologize to Miss Kim because Austin, in front of at lunchtime, like lunchtime, all the teachers are around monitoring. She said, Your son Austin yelled out, My mom said, You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I told her in front of everybody that I said she was an idiot. Oh, so... Little Christian school, and the teacher came up to my car and told me that I need to apologize. Oh. I didn't even want to walk drive through ah. the drive through line anymore. Oh, you gotta, oh, yeah, you gotta Thank send God. a
5: babysitter to go get your kid. Then I think I'll tell you my uh shoot i don't remember if it was my oldest or youngest so i don't want to mess up the story we had our kids in a little uh christian preschool before they went to kindergarten it was a little christian preschool back up uh up in the De- uh dallas area up in frisco texas and they had to do one of those. They end up being adorable. They, 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 parents don't know what I'm talking about. They had to give them sheets in class of, you know, my favorite food is, my mom likes this, and my dad likes that, and uh, my favorite toy is this. It's, it's the little things kids do in school. And he gives all these honest answers about, uh, about you know, my dad likes uh, guns. I forget what it was. And his mom likes Wine. (laughs) She doesn't even drink much wine. Man, the wife was horrified. (laughs) What, Chris? Chris, it's still a joy having kids. Do these people sound like they're unhappy? You've got to have kids. We must go forth and outbreed the communists. Put a ring on that finger of that woman. Make her an honest woman and start cranking out babies, man. We're in this to save America, for Pete's sake. Chris in Colorado, go.
10: Yeah, this might change Chris's mind. Uh, yeah, the, the 10-year-old had some sort of weird fixation about driving the car, and she'd ask me over and over and over, Dad, can I drive? No. Can I drive the car? No. Can I drive? No. So finally one day I decided, okay, you know, I'll let her. I'll let her drive the car. I'll let her back it out of the driveway. So I gave her a tutorial, and we talked about very specifically what she needed to do with the, the brake and, and whatnot. And so we, I jumped into the passenger seat. She got into the driver's seat. We, She was giggling, and everyone was having a great time and started the car up, and she started to back it out. And she accidentally put her foot onto the accelerator, as we're backing out of the driveway and she started to accelerate out of the driveway across the street, oh. ran over the 90 year old neighbor's mailbox.
9: Oh. And
10: literally I was in the driver's seat reaching across. And the only reason we didn't do more structural damage to the neighbor's house across the street is because I was pushing the brake with my left hand, stretching at the farthest oh. extent that I could from the, the passenger seat. And Finally, we got the car stopped, and of course, she was crying. I look up above the dash. Imagine this: I'm like down there, below the steering wheel. I look up above the dash, and all the, all the neighbors are just, you know, oh. like running down the street. And so we we uh, we ruined the mailbox. We got a pretty good dent in the car, and um, but she got to drive. <laughs> I mean, hey.
5: hey, great call, Chris. Hey, look. They all drive like they do, even when they're older. At least the women do. It's just the way it is. For some reason, like the, hey, ladies, don't get mad at me eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Y'all can't back up. You can't park. You can't back up. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the weaker wrists. I I, I don't know if, if there is a serious depth perception problem when it comes to women. Even decent women drivers can't park. For, for to save their lives, they can't. They hit curbs all the time. I think I'd met the wife for a week, and boom, curbed her car, flat tire. Of course, how can you not see the curb? It's right there. All right, we're going to get to the rest of your calls and headlines I didn't get to in just a second. But have you switched to Pure Talk yet? Switch to Pure Talk. Get rid of that stupid expensive wireless at the huge company that dogs on America every chance they get. How about Pure Talk? Where their customer service is based in America, their CEO was a Vietnam veteran, and the average family saves $800 a year. I saved so much money when I switched to Pure Talk, I went unlimited on all the lines, and I still am $100, almost $100 cheaper than I just was at the other one. The, in the switching, it's cake. It's cake. You just simply call them and switch. You call them and go, You listen, they have a 30-day risk-free guarantee. From your cell phone right now, all you have to do is dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, and the rest is easy, and they're so pleasant to actually talk to. Gosh, that's nice. They mail you a couple SIM cards, walk you through it. It's done. Switch to Pure Talk, and remember, they're on the same network as the big guys, so you're not losing coverage. Switch. You won't regret it. We'll
1: be back. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show.
5: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And don't think, don't think we don't have one more tidbit of Joe Biden for you. You see, Joe Biden is in Chicago. Chicago's mayor is Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot is a woman. Now, I do need to clarify this because it makes actually what he just said even more hilarious. She is a short-haired woman who uh, plays for the other team. Is that f- that fair, Chris? Are we allowed to say that? I'm not sure what we're allowed to say. Anymore. She's a lesbian. All right, there, I said it. She's a, les- she's a short-haired lesbian. So Joe Biden looks at her when he gets introduced today, and he says this.
6: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mr. Mayor, thanks for the passport into town. I tell you,
5: every time I... Thanks for the passport, Mr. Mayor. (laughs) All right. Let's see if we can't churn through these bad boys before I get to headlines. Maryland and Washington, go.
3: (laughs) Okay. All right. So, uh, my son is now 40, but when he was about two and a half, we also had a... Uh, three-month-old. They're about 19 months apart. And we got up the Sunday morning to go to church, and the night before, we had had a couple glasses of wine together, my husband and I, with the Saturday steak dinner. And anyway, so I woke up that morning. We were getting ready for church. Kids were running around. And I said to my husband, you know, I have a tiny bit of a hangover. got this headache. It's a bummer. So I didn't think anything of it. (laughs) And so we get to church, and I've got the baby in my arms, and she's starting to fuss a little. So, you know, you get up, and you go to the back of the church, and you stand there, and you rock back and forth. And there's other parents there. And, of course, our son, he wanted to come with. So I'm like, okay, come on. So we walk back down the aisle, and it's real quiet, and it's like nothing, no sound whatsoever. We're standing back there with three or four other parents, and my son looks up at me and just says, as clear as day,
9: Mommy got a
5: hangover? Gosh, that's so good. (laughs) Uh, Sharon in New York, go. Sharon, you're up, go. How you
7: doing? Right. Uh, My granddaughter, I went to California to visit my daughter. So we're out, hanging out, riding around. So we get
8: out of the car to talk to some friends, and we got all the windows open. It's a beautiful evening, Long Beach, California, and the kids in the car, and we're saying, we're going to go. We're going to go get ice cream real soon.
7: And all of a sudden, she goes, Mommy, I'm a big girl. Pop, pop, I'm a big girl. And I go, what, honey? And she goes, I boom, boom. She went in the center console. Hey. The, the center console.
8: But that's not the
7: kicker. After
5: a few seconds, she goes, pop, pop, how do you flush it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. All right. Rob in Washington, go. Is
7: this
5: me? Mike in Colorado, go, brother.
7: So I'm an ex-gymnast. My daughter is nine years old at the time. She's now 33. I still have not lived this down. We are at the U.S. Women's Olympic Team Championship event uh, in between the seasons when they have the Olympics every four years. It is quiet as a pin drop when they compete. My daughter, I'm there with a bunch of moms, bunch of young girls. Three or four males out of 15,000 people. My daughter drops an SBD that within a second, a skunk would have left the auditorium. Mm-hmm. She stands up, puts her hands on her hips, and loud enough for everyone in the entire 15,000 seat auditorium to hear, she goes, Daddy, I still have not lived that up.
5: <laughs> so vicious. That is absolutely vicious, all right? I'm sorry. I have to get to at least a couple headlines I didn't get to. I will get to you all again another time. Clearly, you have some stories, and we're going to get to them. But without further ado, headlines I didn't get to. Doctors are testing whether estrogen could help men fight COVID-19. Not an accident. There's never been a breakout at an Air Force base. Headline, mafia bosses worry for the future as soft millennial mobsters prefer texting to pistol whipping. What has this country come to? Disgraceful. Headline, MSNBC warns parents pushing back are mentally ill and white nationalists. There it is again. There's always that white nationalism coming out. Headline. 2020 saw the largest spike in homicide rate in a hundred years. Well, look, if you ever said anything positive about Black Lives Matter or did the oh, white people are evil routine and it's the cops' fault. Look in the mirror. It's your fault. Japan making preparations for possible Chinese attack on Taiwan. Well, Japan, we know you have plenty of experience over there. Headline. Associated Press roasted for dubious fact-check of NSBA's letter to Biden likening angry parents to domestic terrorists. That's the National School Board's Association. Just know that they blatantly lied. The AP blatantly lied. You can't trust fact-checkers. You can't trust doctors. You can't trust the CDC. You can't trust anything but yourself. We must commit ourselves to thinking for ourselves in the future. Headline, federal judge blocks Texas abortion law. Yes, because the communist has been smart enough to put his people in place in every position of power in this country, thus disheartening the right to no end. But remember, there are tens of millions of people who think just like you. They love America. They think about their family. We're going to be okay. The future is going to be different. It's not going to be like the past. We'll be all right. Tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, Jesse at Jessikellyshow.com. That's all.
1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase
9: necessary. DW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.